We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Hey, what is up, everybody? Welcome inside the Guilty as Charged podcast. My name is Steven, and I'm your host as usual. Uh, joining me today is a very special guest, Mr. Nick Cothrell, who covers the Chargers for Sports Illustrated and ChargerReport.com. Nick, thanks for taking the time to join me, man. How are you doing tonight? Doing well, Steven. Thanks for uh, having me again. Um, always good to join you. Yeah, man. Excited to... Uh, break down all of this uh you know playoff preview it's you know an exciting time obviously you got to cover a uh, super bowl run last year with the rams so you know fingers crossed hopefully you get to do that again this year <laughs> we'll see <laughs> one game at a time but we'll see <laughs> yeah one game at a time obviously that is uh the correct mantra to have so uh gonna dive into all of this matchup with the jacksonville jaguars i do want initially want to get your thoughts here because Obviously, the the Brandon Staley's decision to uh, play the starters last week is all you know. It's it's all the national media can talk about when it comes to the Chargers yeah. this week. I feel like they're you know barely talking about the actual game. Everybody wants to you know dunk on Brandon Staley this week. Uh, what was your thoughts and uh, what was your kind of reaction to the way that the Chargers went about that uh, game last week against the Denver Broncos? Yeah, I can't. I, I can't say I, I saw it unfolding the way that it did. Right. Um, I mean, I, I figured that the the starters were going to get some work, and rightfully so. You want to go into the playoffs, you know, kind of building off of that momentum that that they had during during their winning streak. But my issue was just is how long they stayed in that game. Um, yeah. And obviously, I'm you, and I'm sure a lot of your listeners, you know, heard what Brandon Staley's reasoning behind it. 
he's kind of saying, you know, it's it's not the preseason where you have 90 guys to choose from. Like guys got to play. They wanted to kind of keep keep that that same momentum, but at the same time, like you you can't put these guys in harm's way. And you know, like the quarterback situation where like they could have pulled Herbert and put in Chase Daniel after after the second series, like. Yeah. There's there's no like player total like that so so that's that's kind of that doesn't quite add up to me uh, I I never I never really understood that um, and honestly like once Eckler kind of took that big lick like in the first half near that goal line that was when yeah. it kind of like caught my attention like okay maybe maybe it's time to get these guys out before something really goes south and you know unfortunately for Mike Williams uh, you know we'll, we'll see what happens with his back but. Uh, that, it, it doesn't seem good and missed two practices. Staley said he's getting treatment. He's day to day. And he, he reiterated yesterday. He, he anticipates that Mike's going to be able to practice at some point this week, but so far he's over two and tomorrow will be that last day. Yeah. Tomorrow, obviously the last day of, of practice there. So we'll, we'll talk more about that. I'm sure in a second here, but um, my thing with the, with the way that they were used, I mean, uh, I was sick this week, so I didn't get to talk much about it on our recap show, but, um, I, I understand why Brandon Staley would want to play starters. You know, there's a lot of coaches, you know, Kyle Shanahan was pretty vocal last year about not resting starters and the benefits of, of actually giving these players reps. And, you know, I, I was in favor of them playing and I was in favor of them maybe kind of adopting the. Well, the similar approach that the Buccaneers did, where it was like three or four drives, I think it was for you know Brady, Godwin, Evans, you know Levante, David, Vita Vey, all those guys, they all played. I think it was four drives, and you know if you look at the way that the game unfolded, the Chargers had you know the touchdown drive, and then they punted, and then they had another long touchdown drive. To me, like that's it. Like that's all you want to see. Like you want to see yeah. them iron out some kinks. You want to see them, you know, like you said, gain some momentum, and then on defense. I think they gave it a touchdown drive, but then they had a three and out. And then, you know, the Broncos moved the ball a little bit. And then Joey Bosa had that sack uh, where Russell Wilson kind of fell over. That to me was like the end point. I would have been like, okay, like we're good. Like we're, we're, we've seen all we need to see. Let's get in the backup. So I, I'm like you, I think it, it just doesn't kind of add up to me why all these guys are playing into the third quarter. Yeah. And you know, like now I feel like you you really didn't accomplish your goal because you played your starters most of the game. You ended up losing. So like you kind of lose the momentum and guys got injured. So it's like literally like yeah. the two things you wanted to try and avoid just in this final week, you really didn't. So like like you mentioned, it would have been nice to just get them in, get them out. They kind of got their feet wet and now you can move on to the playoffs. And, you know, now they, 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 got, they got some snaps in, but obviously – you know, didn't play the whole game, but uh, yeah, just based on how that kind of transpired, that really just probably, you know, worst case scenario. Yeah. Uh, I mean, thankfully Kenneth Murray, Joe, Bo- Joey Bosa seem okay. I mean, I know once Joey kind of, they mentioned on the broadcast, I don't know if you were listening to the TV broadcast up in the, in or not, but yeah, I didn't you know, make the trip. So I was, uh, I was, I saw, I saw everything you saw just from the TV yeah. broadcast. You know, so they, they mentioned Joey Bosa going into the tent. They never showed it. And then, you know, Joey's like on the sideline, like normal, they keep on talking about it. Of course, he didn't go back into the game. Uh, so thankfully, Joey's okay. I know he's on the injury report, but, you know, full participant in practice. Um, kind of circling back to Mike here. Um, do you think he ends up playing this week? I mean, obviously, he didn't practice today. Brandon State, like you mentioned yesterday, reiterating that he is going to pre- – like he, he thinks he's going to practice at some point in the season – or not in the season, excuse me, this week. 
Um, so do you think he ends up playing? And if not, how do you think they'll adjust this week without him? Yeah, you know, it's tough, right? Like uh, Brandon, Brandon said that he he thinks he's going to be able to practice. He hasn't done that yet. Um, you know, he he leans he leans on saying that he's going to he's going to be able to play. Honestly, Stephen, I, I have my doubts with that, like based on, um, you know, like um, I, I know you follow Daniel Popper. He tweeted that Mike needed help just getting to the team bus. Um, you know, that's that's not nothing. If the guy can barely walk, you know, and turning that around six days later, obviously yeah. it's, it's more of spasms than anything like the MRI uh, came came back and, you know, he that seemed to, to really clear out. So that's positive. But at the same time. You know, we haven't we haven't seen him out on the field, and you know that's not on nothing. If 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 he's not able to practice, I, I think it's really difficult to, to expect him to to play. So um, right now, I you know it's really a toss up, but right now I'd probably lean in favor that he doesn't play. Um, in terms of how how they're gonna you know go about that, at the very least, they have you know Joshua Palmer, who's who's been in this this type of role this season. Unfortunately, that's been the case, but. You know, that, yeah. that's kind of how they got there. They've, they've, they've had to, you know, overcome these mounting injuries, but it felt like week after week after week. So, at, you know, at the very least, they, they can kind of revert back to, to, to you know, the, these prior games that have got them there. And then, you know, what, what Keenan Allen's able to provide, you know, he's, which he's really been great. You know, he, he had those two touchdowns last week. Um, before that, he really hadn't been scoring a bunch, but – He's really been the, you know, moving the chains on third down, really looking like him, him normal self. So obviously not having Mike changes a lot. You know, he he really is he really is the 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 downfield threat. You know, other than him, they're really not hitting anybody deep. So that element will will probably be gone without Mike. But you know, they, they still have guys to to move the offense, and they should still be able to perform. You know. To, to to a level enough to hang in there with, with the Jaguars and and presumably beat them even if Mike's not able to go. Yeah, I mean obviously it makes it that much more difficult. I I would hope it's not just like a pivot to Michael Bandy. I mean I, I know the fan base loves yeah. Michael Bandy, but you're talking about two very different yeah. uh, skill sets there. I would I would love to see you know Keelan Doss or John Hightower get a chance in this one uh, if they've given enough reps. I don't really know what that whole situation is, but. Um, just kind of expanding on on the way this offense is performing, I feel like it's it has been kind of clicking a little bit more. You know, the last two weeks against the Rams and, and like I said, the first half of the Broncos. Um, obviously, Justin Herbert's first playoff trip here uh, in his career. So, what do you think the expectations should be for uh, Mr. Herbert and the offense this week in their uh, playoff debut? I think the expectation should should be high. Um, like you mentioned, like the offense seems like it's kind of start starting to find itself a little bit. Um, they they fared pretty well the last two weeks. Um, you know, they they kind of had their moments last week, but they they started off pretty hot. I really think the the, the big thing's been um, they've all of a sudden been able to run the ball in the red zone, and I I, mm-hmm. I think that that's been huge. And you know, also having Mike and Keenan out there, you know, the boxes are a little lighter for Joshua Kelly, Austin Eckler, all those guys to to really to really run it. So they've been able to kind of commit to the run a little bit. And I just think you know having having that aspect has allowed them to be a little more balanced um you know they're still gonna you're still gonna lean on herbert and he's gonna be the they're gonna lean on his arm and he's gonna be the guy that you know takes the offense as far as as far as it's able to go but you know kind of having having that running game i i, I think has opened up the offense the last couple of weeks and even if mike's not able to go i i, I still would expect you know the, the offense to 
you know, operate fairly well. Um, I know that the, the, the Jaguars defense, you know, they, they, they have, they have some, some pretty decent guys over there. Their defensive front's pretty good. Tyson Campbell is really coming on strong uh, at corners. So they're going to have their hands full, but really there's no reason why, why this offense uh, shouldn't be able to, you know, produce to kind of to the expectations. I know, I know there's, there's been, there's been, there's been some lows in the year, but, uh, you know, we'll, 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 we'll see Justin's played in the big stage before f- from playing in the Rose Bowl and stuff. Obviously, you know, a little different now, now in the NFL. But, uh, you know, I, I think I think he'll be able to, like, draw from that. And really, I mean, you know how Justin is. He's he's going to be up for any challenge. So, yeah, absolutely. I mean, we we always know what primetime Herbert means. And uh, thankfully, this is yeah. not the thankfully this is not the early Sunday 10 a.m. kick. I, that would have worried me a little bit more. But. Yeah. Um, you mentioned obviously the guys the Jaguars have on uh, defense. Is there an individual matchup that you might uh, have a little pause about this weekend in terms of the Chargers offense, Jaguars defense? Yeah, I could see like Trayvon Walker possibly, you know, kind of being an issue for if if, if he if he goes up against like uh, Jamari. Um, just you know, he's he's kind of like that Trayvon Walker. As you know, Stephen, you follow like the draft. Like he's just kind of like that that genetic freak. Um, now, you know, Jamari's fared quite well. Like, it's no knock on him. I just really, really think that that Walker is just that, that good of a talent. And, you know, I know mm-hmm. his sack numbers aren't, aren't you know, astronomically high or anything, but he is a guy that, that does inflict a lot of pressure. Um, and so I, I think that that's going to be one, be one to watch for. Um, but like I, like I mentioned previously about Campbell, I think, I think he's, he's a really an up-and-coming corner, so – you know, not not if they don't have Mike out there, and now now they're just able to you know kind of, kind of focus on on slowing down Keenan as just kind of being like that that go to guy. I think that certainly changes things. But uh, you know, like, like I've said, this offense they have enough pieces. Whether it's they're hitting Austin Eckler out of the backfield, and the guys had over a hundred catches this season, there's yeah. going to be ways to distribute the ball. Yeah, I'm uh, I'm excited to see. Those uh, Georgia practice reps come out for uh, Jamari Sawyer versus uh, Trayvon Walker. Should be a fun uh, reminiscing day for the two of them. Um, I want to shift gears here and obviously talk about the the coaching matchup. Very interested to see how Brandon Staley attacks this one. Yesterday he he talked about, you know, having the ability to scout the entire season, right? And the the benefits and the advantages that that gives coaching staffs heading into playoffs. Um, What do you think – I'm kind of, I guess I'm just kind of curious how the, the Chargers approach this because the 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 quick RPO game that the Jaguars have give the Chargers a lot of problems in week three. Obviously, there's a lot of different players, like you mentioned here. Uh, what do you make of how Brandon City is going to approach this game in, in terms of the defense and the game plan? Yeah, it's going to be interesting because, like, in week three when things really got out of hand, Trevor played, I mean, pretty flawless. His numbers weren't, you know, too over the top or anything, but he just didn't make any mistakes, and then – and then they blew him out. And Trevor's been a guy this season who's gotten the ball out of his hand very quick. Um, you know, I, I think he ranks like fourth in terms of, you know, get, getting the ball out. So um, I, I think it's going to be one of those things where the Chargers are going to have to kind of lean on a, a recipe similar to what they did against the Dolphins. You know, not mm. pl- play some press, not allow, not allow uh, much separation off the line of scrimmage, make him kind of make Trevor hold on to the ball um, and, and, and see what happens. You know, that, that seemed to really work well against two in the dolphins. And I mean, that, that really was a masterful game plan by Brandon Saley and the players executing it. 
I think that's, I think that's the way to go. Um, that's the recipe. Um, but we'll see, you know, um, the, there's there's a lot there's a lot of pieces to that and now now reverting from week three when James Robinson was a running back to now it's it's Travis Etienne the running game is yeah. is a little more diverse you know Etienne is really good both running the ball and pass catch and as a pass catcher so kind of a different wrinkle back there but uh, you know I just don't think there's too many common themes from week three to now just so much has changed um, but I I guess there are you know like like Trevor's tendencies, I guess you can kind of draw from that. Just some of the things he does drawn from personal experience. Yeah. So much has changed for the, both of these teams. And obviously yeah. us and the listeners know what's changed for the chargers, but I mean, you know, the, the Jaguars are playing without their left tackle. You mentioned James Robinson. Uh, I think Trevor ATN only had uh, like six or seven touches against the chargers in week three uh, was not a ton by any means. And, you know, Evan Ingram has come on, you know, as of late as well. So, a lot of different variables here. Um, I, I think one of the bigger questions that a lot of us have from the Charter side of things is what kind of happens with Joey Bosa and kind of Kyle Vary's role as an extension of off of that as Joey kind of works his way back, uh, you know, into full shape here. So what do you think kind of becomes of, of that duo as Joey gets more acclimated going going down the stretch here? Yeah, that's a good question. I, I, I think it's – I. I, I don't think Joey is necessarily going to play like the normal Joey Bosa type of workload th- this week. Um, just because, you know, it's tough to tell because Brandon says he didn't suffer a setback, but at the same time, now Joey's on the injury report. He wasn't on the injury report last week. I'm sure you saw on the broadcast. It seemed like he, I don't know, was kind of grabbing doing his groin. Yeah. Yeah. It was like, I don't know. Was he grabbing it? I, I don't know what was going on there. And then he came out of the game about a quarter early earlier than all the other defensive starters. So just kind of putting the pieces together. It seems like, seems like there's something going on there. I, I'm not sure what. Um, so I would imagine Calvin Noy um, still is a factor cu- coming off the edge. You know, maybe, maybe it's a thing where they rotate all three and they just try to keep all of the guys fresh and, Really, when you look across the league at like the better defensive lines, like the 49ers, especially, it seems like they just have a rotation of guys and everybody is fresh. Um, and so maybe that's something that, that they that they look towards doing. Obviously, they can move Kyle Van Noy more in, in, into more of a traditional style linebacker, but he hasn't done that in so long. So yeah, that kind of that kind of feels like a lot to ask at this point in the season. So I'd imagine you're gonna still see him more more at edge than anything. And but all three, you know, Mac, Bosa, Van Noy, they're all going to still get their, you know, their fair share of snaps. Yeah, I'm excited to see that because I like I, I think Joey really is looked like himself again. We'll, we'll see kind of how healthy he is this week. But uh, watching the tape back from last week, I thought Joey was you know explosive and pressure, decisive. Yeah. And so I'm, I'm excited to see that one. Um, you know, you mentioned earlier kind of not accomplishing the mission. And I think really the secondary, it might be the biggest culprit there from uh, last week. Any concern for you as they kind of head into this? Because they had been playing really, really well, in my opinion, and then kind of laid an egg on Sunday against Denver. So where, where's your head at in terms of what to expect from the secondary this week? Real quick, before we do the secondary, I just thought, let me also add about Joey. He looked he looked perfectly fine at practice today i don't want to scare anybody okay. like oh my god this this guy's groin is is just gone off on him so like he looked like his normal self today i maybe maybe there's something going on but like he he's gonna play you know <laughs> i i didn't i didn't want to i didn't want to no i appreciate lead it yeah. people the wrong way so um 
terms of the secondary, um, sorry, what, what was exactly your question about the secondary? Just what, like expectations as they kind of look to bounce back from uh, last week. Yeah, last week would seem seemed to be really hit, hit and miss for probably the first time, and you know, I don't know, it's probably probably month and a half. You know, Michael Davis has has been great, and you know what what he's been able to do since uh, J.C. Jackson went down. Re- really, I mean, he he hasn't been a liability at all. If anything, he's probably been one of been their best corner. Um, so I, I think that you're probably still going to see a little bit of the you know, um, just your Taylor coming in on. on um, mixing in with Asante Samuel. Um, you know, it's been, what's been weird about the secondary is in the games that Derwin James hasn't been available, they've played better. So now Derwin is going to be available. Uh, it doesn't make any sense because clearly he is a massive asset to, to the defense, but that's just kind of how, how it's gone. Um, so, you know, I, I think like, I just like we, everybody knows having Derwin be out there, he, he is a vital part to that defense and what he's able to do and move around. Um, so I'd imagine that they're, that they're gonna they're gonna snap out of it. Honestly, my my personal opinion is that this game I feel like is going to be, you know, not not necessarily like a like a shootout style. I don't think it's gonna be necessarily low scoring, but I could see something in like you know both teams in like the low to mid twenties, um, kind of something mm-hmm. around there. I feel like both teams almost are going to want to keep the ball away from the other offense here uh, and try and run the football a little bit more, you know, extended possessions and things like that. Yeah, could definitely see that. Well, Nick, uh, this has been a real pleasure, man. Can't thank you enough for uh, taking the time to join me tonight. Where can uh, Chargers fans go and find your work if they want some uh, some more great intel and coverage ahead of this uh, big-time playoff matchup against the Jaguars? Yeah, you can find me on uh, Twitter at Nick Cothrell. And then all my work is on uh, chargerreport.com, uh, part of the uh, Sports Illustrated uh, Media Network. There we go. Chargers fans can't recommend a follow there enough, uh, especially as we get, you know, cranking up here into the draft coverage and things like that, free agency. Uh, you know, Nick did a great job last year, despite not really being in the swing of things with the Chargers beat. You know, it was still kind of getting out of the Rams beat a little bit, but. Uh, Definitely go check him out. Check out his work on uh, chargerreport.com. And Nick, thanks for taking the time again. Uh, We'll see you soon. Yeah, thanks for having me, Steven. Everyone is talking about magnesium. It's all you hear about. But why? What do we know about magnesium? Well, magnesium is the number one mineral that 75% of Americans are deficient in. If you are a woman over 35, magnesium will help you rediscover balance, energy, and vitality. Magnesium supports more than 300 enzymatic reactions in your body, including those involved in hormonal balance. From functional medicine doctors to mental well-being and female hormone experts, we all know that magnesium is the one mineral to improve all aspects of well-being and health. But which one? Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers. The trusted choice recommended by leading experts with seven best-absorbed forms of magnesium to ensure your body receives the support it needs for overall well-being. Go to bioptimizers.com slash balance today and use code BALANCE10 for 10% off. Support your journey to wellness at B-I-O-P-T-I-M-I-Z-E-R-S dot com forward slash balance. Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers, your foundation to optimal health and vitality.